This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 331, and tonight it's gonna be like a fairy tale come true all up in here, except really fucked up and super gay because we're talking about the 1987 Stuart Gordon film Dolls. And joining me are those big queens behind the Mark Patton documentary, Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, Tyler Jensen, and Roma Kibianti. But before we go one step further, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I've been your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. Except... Warning, you are going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. Weehaw! Now, I know some of you are probably really confused right now. Now, Patrick, didn't you say that we were going to be talking about that horror comedy, The Selling, this week? And you're going to have Michael Howie and Christopher Groland guesting? Yes, 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 yes. I did say that, and that show has been recorded. But I wasn't happy with the way the episode turned out, so we're going to be redoing that one. But fortunately, this episode has been sitting around waiting to come out since January, because um, you might remember this We were supposed to talk about Dells months ago, two months ago, and I bumped it because there was audio problems that was going to take a while fixing. Well, boom, they're fixed. Well, they were fixed a long time ago, but then all of a sudden, Women in Horror Month happened, and I said, okay, sorry, boys, you're going to have to wait. Going to have to wait. But it's finally their time to shine, and here they are. Before we get into the episode itself, let me just say in advance, there's still some minor audio issues with this episode. I've made it sound the best that I possibly can, but there's still some stuff I'm not happy with. But Patrick, don't you use Squadcast? Isn't that supposed to be great? Oh, listen, kids, listen, kids. Squadcast is only as good, any recording software is only as good as the sound going into it. Let's just say that my guests had some really, really loud things happening or weird mic problems. You know, one had the trucks driving directly through their living room, so it sounded like, and the other one just couldn't keep their hand in the microphone. Well, just come on, girls, come on. But it's okay, I did the best that I could, and it's going to be fabulous. So, You've waited long enough for this episode. Without any further ado, let's take a listen to the trailer for Dolls and get this creepy party started. Yeah! It looked like a safe haven from the raging storm. It's an odd kind of place. Who'd your folks get it from, Boris Karloff? Their hosts seemed like the essence of hospitality. You can stay here as long as you like. Wonderful. But appearances can be very deceiving. What's the matter? Afraid of the dog? Mom, yeah. are you scared? Well, of course not. What's there to be afraid of? This house. Oh, don't be. Sorry. You like toys. I'm a doll maker. I make the most wonderful toys. Dolls, puppets, soldiers, ballerinas. Nobody wants a doll that's special anymore, that's one of a kind. 
the weather brings out creativity, it helps me in my work. What kind of work is that? Witchcraft? Patrick, the idea of spending the night in a creepy fairy tale castle filled with, with killer dolls that want to murder you just for the crime of growing up, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, you know what? I agree. It does sound fun, but, you know, it really doesn't appeal to me to do it by myself. It just it seems like something I want to bring some friends along with. And who better than these two gentlemen? You already know them. You love them. They are the minds behind the Scream Queens documentary about Mark Patton, Scream Queen, my nightmare and so the Scream Queens behind Scream Queen, and they're appearing on Scream Queens. And that's a meta thing that I will never, ever get tired of. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at my GNCs, wherever you may be, please welcome back to the Scream Queens headquarters studio, Tyler Jensen and Roman Gimianti! Hello. <laughs> it's so wonderful to have you both here. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. It's been a few, it's been a while. How are you? I'm good. Roman, I have to ask Roman, are you okay? Because the sun is out. and I know you don't function yeah. well. <laughs> As you know, this is really early for me too. I usually like to wait until it starts to sink and then I come alive. What people don't know, that the goth people in direct sunlight for more than 15 seconds, they turn into Holly Hobby. It's a true fact. So any moment, he might st- like show up in a bonnet. I hate it. Yes, right. <laughs> it looks good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, at least Holly Hobby never showed her face. She was, that, she was the demure head turn. I love that hat, that bonnet she had. Like, I need to get a black version of that. Mm-hmm. I was more into blue bonnet myself. The cow? Ice cream. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> they love the lactose. For the record, I'm lactose intolerant, and oh. it's a solo journey. <laughs> it's not something I share with friends. With enemies, it's bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the movie that we are here to talk about is the 1987 epic from Stuart Gordon called Dolls. Yeah! These two were very excited when I pitched this to them. Very excited. So you guys like this movie, I hear assume. I mean, did you know that this was the childhood movie that I was most traumatized by? No, I did not. What? Well, it was. No, I did not. Really? And I had forgotten about it until I rewatched it for the show. And suddenly this like intense wave of dread came over me when I was watching the opening title sequence again. And I'm like, oh, no. I blocked this out. I blocked this out for safety. Wow. Well, you're welcome. I, I'm kind of speechless to that, actually. Um, 
Yeah, I, at first I was sort of like, that movie again? Okay. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate it or anything, but it just was like, whatever. But I have a lot to say about it now. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of felt the same way. I stumbled across it again maybe six months ago. I was like, hey, it was just, it was just there on streaming. I was like, oh, what the heck? There's nothing else. I said, mm. you know what? There's a lot to dig into here that's, that's not apparent on the surface. Because on, on, Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, Roman, you've had a rough morning. So, Tyler, I need you to give me a nice, <laughs> tight 30-second plot summary of the movie Dolls. The clock says now! Well, in a true anti-Disney movie, we have the classic story of Toy Story where when you're not looking, your toys come to life. And in this horror movie, they are hell-bent on murdering you and turning you into one of them. It is Freaks, it is House of Wax, but in a creepy doll mansion with a doll maker and his witch wife who love for you to stay and play forever. Forever. Well done, Tyler Jensen. Well done. Now, me personally, I would have said a group of ragtag travelers is forced by an almost magical-seeming storm to take refuge for the night in an almost magical-seeming house owned by an elderly toy maker, his wife, and their small army of adorable dolls. But little do they know that much like the hills of Austria in The Sound of Music, the dolls are alive with the sound of murder. What I really got out of this movie this time around, what is it? The movie plays by Kid Rules. It does. It does. It's, a, it's an R-rated movie that plays by Kid Rules. Like, if you look at it from an adult point of view, you're like, this is dumb. But if you look at it from a kid's point of view, like, this all makes perfect sense. I, I think that's why I liked it so much as a kid, because it was very much like, if, you, if the rules were that if you were nice to dolls and you respected them, they'd leave you alone. You could survive. Yeah. But the minute you fuck with them, they're out for blood. Yeah. And watching it now as an adult, I'm very team uh, dad and evil wicked stepmother oh. who are just much fuck them kids. Like, fuck them dolls, fuck them kids. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I get my turban and I'm going home. Here's one of the things that I immediately locked onto this time. This that I did not I did not remember, and I don't know how I didn't remember the performance of Carolyn Purdy Gordon in the role <laughs> of the evil stepmother here. Judith. Rosemary. That's Mama Rosemary. You're not my mother. Thank God. Because there's nothing that gays love more than an unrepented bitch and determined. Oh, my God. And for no reason, just overly evil. She was the only <laughs> thing I remembered from the first time around. I was like, <laughs> who styled this? That is like, right. who did this? I know that she's supposed to seem like the rich woman at the country club who's got the turban on the hair, but that just looked like a sock that wound all the way down to it her was waist. a and right a silk didn't stocking. Do her any favors <laughs> at all, and it just I don't I, know. She knows nothing about fashion. Okay, leave her alone. <laughs> she knows everything that she needs to know. She could be in Monte Carlo if it wasn't for this twerp. A little right. twerp, all right? Yeah, but but I it, it what. So you get this great K character, and I realize, oh, of course, she's the evil stepmother. And then I realize all the all the all the fairy tale characters are represented in the cast because the, the other the, the two hitchhikers are like ugly stepsisters. <laughs> and right, right. Yeah, so everything plays out in fairy tale roles, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The thing that really struck me this time too was how good this kid is. Do you trust kids? Yeah, I guess. Do you believe things they tell you? Sure. Why? My mom does too, but my dad doesn't. 
Pudge always believes me. He's my best friend, next to Teddy, my bear. Okay, let me guess. You got something to tell me, right? One of those girls you brought here with you? Yeah. She's gone. Gone? Gone where? They dragged her into room. She was screaming and kicking and bleeding. Who did? Who dragged her away? The elves. Oh, Judy. This isn't a fairy tale. This is real. Really? <laughs> okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to Okay, hear what it's, on, to it's on, Jensen. <laughs> oh, God. So, wait, okay. I, I wrote in my notes as it's opening, God, I hate her. But then... <laughs> <laughs> right? Fuck them kids. But, but, Fuck but them kids. A- after we get to the intro and she's done with all her little kid quips that they yeah. threw at her, I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, actually, she doesn't bother me anymore. I have more that, serious issues. With well, okay, for me, for me, I'm like she didn't, she, I didn't, because it's an '80s movie, and we didn't get a 1980s movie kid. She's not an adult in a kid's body. She's not all quips. She's not all sassafras. She's not so cutesy, adorable. She's just a kid, and I really appreciate. You don't see that in movies very often. She's all that awkwardness, right. like rolled into that ball. Well, it's I, not quite Carol Ann for me. It's funny. And it's I was somewhere between. Caroline swings the other way for me. Caroline's too cute, cutesy poo for me. Caroline's perfect. But like, she has that innocence that I'm like instantly like protective of. Like, oh my god, don't put this child in danger because she, I can't handle it. Yeah, Just I wanted her to get. Her oh god, it's because she's a brunette, right? It's because she's a brunette. If you were blonde, I'd love you. But she actually she was like looked- a mixture of Mara Wilson from Matilda and Punky Brewster, but like. I don't know. It wasn't working for me. She I looked thought she was like great. she could have been the Ralph guy as a little girl. She should have yeah, been right, his. Right. But I looked up her IMDb, and apparently she's only got a couple credits, and her next credit was Poltergeist 2 with sure Carol was. Ann. But she was one of Carol's, uh, Kane's kids in the cave. Kind of. I don't remember other kids in that cave. I know. They were all, like, dirty. See, when I saw that on her IMDb, I thought she was the woman in the diner that was channeling uh, <laughs> Tangina's voice. And exactly. It was like, so she's really a 45-year-old woman playing a seven-year-old girl in dolls, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's orphan origin story. Okay. I am here for it. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you like Also, this, is this considered a full moon film? Right, I was thinking of that when I saw the uh, Charles Band produced by credit. It seems like a precursor to Puppet Master, but I would argue that the production value in this is really top-notch. I agree. Considering where Full Moon went afterwards. I am not a Full Moon fan at all. And normally when people like say, can you name one good Full Moon movie? I'll say Dolls, and they'll yell at me and say that it's not a Full Moon movie. So right, I'm not right. sure if it is or it's not. I will. I have to hold my guns to Voodoo Academy for Which I have not making seen. me the man I am today. Which I have not seen, so I cannot. Does it involve little You're, things? Does it involve little creatures? Because that seems to be the rule. You have to have little things running around. No, no. Okay. This is high queer baiting horror. Oh, okay. For okay. I'll add the junior high crowd. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Wonderful. Get them while they're young, Avita. Get them while they're young. <laughs> so, and of course, it's directed by Stuart Gordon, the late great Stuart Gordon, and he does a really great job here. I will say that watching it again, there were genuine, uh, genuine moments of terror that came back to me. 
And he sw- Which we'll get into as we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Tyler, you're a good sport. <laughs> you're you're a cheap date and you're easily amused and you know. Right, right. I mean, I understand that we're in a different set of uh different territory, a different genre, and I'm here for the fun. And I, it's interesting now to watch it as an adult, as a filmmaker. I'm like, why does this work so well in places where it works well? And why is it still kind of cheesy in places that it doesn't? And I will have to say that first kill, when you're not seeing the dolls, when you're not seeing any movement, you're just seeing the Cockney version of Madonna getting dragged around outside of frame and seeing all the violence happening outside of frame. It's very effective. <laughs> And that scene where she gets dragged away and you can't see what's dragging her still terrifies me because of the look on her face is so believable. And it also gives me the thing that I love most in horror movies is when someone dies, it is most scary to me when there is a witness. Mm. As a film fanatic, I've learned to trust that anything I see in a movie can be explained as a dream sequence or just like not real. But if you give me a character witnessing the most horrible things in the movie, suddenly I'm in their shoes. I'm scared with them. Same thing happens in Nightmare on Elm Street when Tina's getting dragged up the wall and her boyfriend's just watching like what is going on. I know it's real because he's there. I know this is really happening to this goth new wave girl because the child is watching it. It's like, oh, okay, this is real. She should have stayed in that aha video. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> Did My, she didn't fare well out of it. I want to counteract this and say, so when I'm watching it, I'm going, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be at all. And it was bothering me. The first time around, I, <laughs> I kind of felt like I just went with Tyler's direction. Where I'm like, oh, it's a little kid fairy tale. But it flip-flopped so much. And I was like, this director didn't know what he wanted. Was this supposed to be a fairy tale from a child's perspective? Is it supposed to be funny and sassy for adults? Is it supposed to be comedy? Is it supposed to be all of these things? Because the seesaw was like too much for me. It made okay. me say, I'm going to put on Puppet Master after this, which I did. <laughs> and then I was like, oh God, Dolls is so much better than this. You know, like, yeah. so I came full circle. But Interesting. my biggest problem was just... I felt like there was some serious flip-flopping that needed to happen with the characters. Like those two, the the punk girls, hmm, they should right. have swapped their roles completely. Like Bunty Bailey is the one that looked like Madonna. She was the girl in the AHA video. Yeah. Okay. And she was actually kind of a UK new wave underground celebrity for a minute because after this movie, she went on to do the, a movie called Spellcaster. With For sure. Adamant and yeah. my favorite 80s DJ Richard. Which, would, would, would you say that her makeup in this movie is very Adam Ant? Because that's what I was picturing. Well, it's like Nina Hagen, Lenny yeah. Lovitch. Okay. That like kind of goth new wave crossover from that time. She was she was legit. But like, why did she die first? That kind of dumb airheady one should have gone. Because the other one had like the <laughs> gusto to, you know, battle all these puppets. That really, I couldn't look past that. 
Okay, right, I get right. that. I get that. See, I saw that. I saw it somewhat differently. I said she had to go first because she was the toughest one. But also the other one, the other girl, she was kind of on the fence. Like, do we kill her or do we not kill her? We're not sure yet. Because right, she's not, right. she's not really on board with robbing this guy or stealing all the things. She's she still got a little bit of a kid. She's still good at heart a little bit. But you know. But if you learn but, anything, but when and she takes off that when she takes off that boy toy belt, shits over like we gotta take this bitch down. <laughs> that just would have looked so much better with the other girl's hair, though. No, visually yes. Visually, Should I yes. switch those roles? <laughs> and I love Bunty Bailey actually. And if if you do like her in those kind of new wavy punk roles, Spellcaster, she was even better. She plays like an even more goth new wave girl. In a music video in a big castle. What, Tyler? Can either of you tell me where this movie takes place? Are we... Someplace in England, I got. In England? Where is this? What is this? Well, they drove... What is this Cockney from, accent coming from? They drove from Connecticut? Is that where she said the mom lived? Lived in Boston. Lived in Boston. But no, they said... That the mom lives in Boston. Boston. But they said they were touring Europe. So we're somewhere in Europe. Oh, they did say that. Right. Welcome to okay. Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think I think it matters. I think that when that storm hits you, you're going to wind up there wherever you we were. That kind that of a the thing. fastest right. storm I've ever seen. Well, and did you notice that like the rain comes and the minute he gets out to check the tire, it's like not raining yeah. anymore. Everything. They, they don't know. Just <laughs> it doesn't forth. bother. Like, that doesn't bother me because it's not a real storm. It's a it's magic storm. In fact, there's even this weather report on the radio just before the storm breaks out that's saying how gorgeous the weather's going to be. So we know this storm is not supposed to be. And now for the weather. For the weekend, the outlook is for clear skies with temperatures in the mid 60s. Clear conditions are expected <sighs> to prevail well into the week. Yeah. Right. Right. I can excuse. Yeah. Let's, like I said, I could sit. And nitpick a lot, like, and I have done this in the past. I watched the movie because this movie's stupid. And when I watched it this time, and I watched it from the point of view of this, it's a fairy tale. And it's not playing by adult logic; it's playing by kid logic. Right. Then right. I was able to swallow a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. And wipe some of it off my beard for later. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Save it, savor it, savor it. It's delicious. Also, I find this time around the movie's so much more delightful when you realize that Ralph is gay. That's funny. I was just thinking about my dad. He used to tell us stories about how toys woke up after we were asleep and they'd start to wander all over the house. So I stayed up night after night to see if I could catch my toys playing on their own. <laughs> Never made it, but I figured, well, if they're having such a good time with or without me, they might as well eat. So I, uh, I started leaving cookies for them under my bed. And what happened? I raised several healthy families of ants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then Dad clued me in. He said, toys eat imaginary cookies. Your father sounds like a good man. Oh, yeah, he was. Died when I was nine, though. But you know, Gabriel, I can remember every single toy I had when I was little. And they remember you, Ralph. Toys are very loyal. And that is a fact. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. He picks up the two hitchhikers. He wants nothing to do sexually with them. He likes to play around, Ralph. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, no, no. At the end, the little girl's asking, Ralph, are you married? No. Ever wanted to be? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Boston? Yeah. You're like my mother. She's young and very pretty. <laughs> Ralph? Yes, Judy? Ever wanted a daughter? 
Would you like to meet my mom? Oh, my- he's like, uh. <laughs> Have you ever thought about having kids? Yeah. He's like, like uh, do no, not do uh, this no, to no, me. Ralph, Ralph's, Ralph's gay. Yeah. So that's what, that's where, that's where like, Ralph's Like, he's like, Gay uncle. He's a gunkle. Yeah, and I, I did also write he could get it, so that's cool. He could yeah. get it. He could get it. Who gets a nip slip in this movie? Ralph does. The who was thankful? Me. He does. <laughs> and I was, I wrote that in my notes like, oh. He's okay. so charming in this role. He's so sweet. Wait, you <laughs> oh, know, Stephen I feel Lee. like it's, yeah. it's, it's the Han Solo role of the movie where you need someone who's in this ridiculous situation to like, constantly point out the fact that this is kind of dumb and stupid and unbelievable mm-hmm. but we're going to make jokes about it but we're also going to take it seriously enough to not get murdered and also point out how awful everyone else in this house is are the i don't know i don't know if i really thought that what were their names gabriel and hillary that the doll maker <laughs> of course her name is hillary. hillary the way that brings out creativity it helps me in my work what kind of work is that witchcraft <laughs> Close to it. I, I was like, oh no, I'm Which? kind of okay with them. I'd stay forever. I like oh, the sure. house. It yeah. is cool. I love yeah. oh, God, no. that, that carriage down a dark hallway. Oh, yeah. That was it reminded great. me of that that floating ghost from Ghostbusters 2. The glowing <laughs> yes. red eyes. Okay, yeah, actually. yeah. Hillary doesn't, like, okay, Hillary doesn't okay. get as much to do. Gabriel gets most of the meteor moments, particularly with dialogue, but that moment of her wheeling that carriage down the okay. hallway is great. Can we, and can you we, know what yeah, it is. You know what's gonna, you, it's not a shock when it's, you realize there's a doll in there, but it's still so fucking creepy. It was, it was right. legitimately creepy. Because like I, wrote, I wrote a backstory for the doll. I'm like, oh, that's like, that's like last night's conquest. It's, it's her first night in the house, and it's scared. So I'm going to walk, walk around the house. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your new home. It's okay, baby. If, baby doll, welcome home. If, one of us now. What kind of doll maker is he if she has all the magic, which is like, I'm just going to turn everyone into a doll? What is actually his responsibility other than... That's doll logic, what? and it's not... Catching well, them? It's, that's the kind of shit that's going to get you killed in this house. Okay. It just accepted yeah. no, what see, it is. I respect the dolls. Uh-huh. They can stay in the mantle place. I will put my boombox elsewhere. But he's like the craftsman. He paints them. Remember at the end, he was like debating the outfit the doll had on. Yeah, they have those right. shells on. Like, like, uh, they, like the, there's underneath the dolls. There's like these little shriveled mummy people. Yeah. Right. Right. So he's actually making the outsides for them. That's that's his job. It's, but hmm. how does that work when after you know? Betty Bailey, whatever her name is. <laughs> you asked too many literal questions for a fairy. It's this magic. Is the, this is part of the fun. Tyler doesn't get magic. Honestly, he breaks it down into something that you know, he pisses all over the fire. No, I love magic. At the same time, like when, when we remake this movie, and we will, and we will improve upon it, there'll be another act to establish... Are these really dolls? Are they shrunken people with their skeletons and organs still intact underneath a porcelain shell? Tyler, all dolls are little shrunken people with porcelain things all over their bodies. Come on now. Everybody knows okay. that. Okay. Everybody knows yeah, that. Otherwise, what are you terrified of? But also, my other question is, if all these dolls are people who randomly found their way into this house and got murdered, why isn't there a doll mutiny against their captors? Why are they you killing other I mean? people? This is all over the fire. <laughs> because they can't. Because Can they you can't. imagine like having the rules change? Logic what? Nonstop. 
Uh-huh. Like, what, shouldn't they be like, get me out of here. Rig, make me an adult again. <laughs> no. Fair. I mean, I don't want to tell you that you're totally right. It's just, you know, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> no, but I love, I love this first kill. I think it's super effective. And especially when we find her in the attic later and she's just lit from the side. You can see all of her, her, her jewels, her, her crosses, her necklaces. She's got, you know, louder jewelry than Auntie Mame. They both do. And she's just in shadow. And that reveal of her hollowed out sockets with her yeah. doll eyes and her hands. It's very Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. I loved it. No, I loved it too. Yeah. And even though, even before that, when, uh, when uh, Ralph and what's the kid's name? Judith. Judy. Judy. Judy and Punch. Of course. When Ralph and Judy are exploring the attic and they find all the torture equipment that's up there, he's looking at the torture equipment and the lights change for just a second and you can see her in the background. For just yeah. it, she appears like she's not there, and then all of a sudden she's there, and you're just getting that glint that the, the the shine off of her face is there's something extremely wrong. <laughs> right. And you get the close up later on, but even that one moment you go, Oh fuck that. No, I don't know what's happening in this house, but I don't like it. It's wrong. I don't like it. I feel like there was probably too many cooks in the kitchen for this movie because like all these things you guys are saying were awesome there was one of my favorite moments is when the two girls just bust into the house and start eating the stew like hey what's for dinner <laughs> like there was, yeah. there was some really <laughs> great no things. introduction no apology no nothing they just come in and take over yeah <laughs> what the fuck where's the food yeah it was great My name is Ralph, Ralph Morris. <laughs> These girls, they were just hitchhiking in, so uh, I picked them up. Picked us up? Trying to catch some talent, huh, Ralph? <laughs> They're just kidding. Uh, no, I just thought because it was uh, raining, you know. You thought you'd try a freezer? No, no, no. They are the first people we see in this movie, just yeah. hanging out on the side of the road. Yeah. Right. It, in the middle of absolutely good, nowhere. But then I feel like every one of these moments where it's supposed to get terrifying or brutal gets hokey or corny. Uh, like they pull back a little bit. Like they don't want to go all the way. I, hmm. I mean, I don't want to spoil the next I, I what Spoil it. it. This movie is like 30 years old. No, I mean like, if, okay. <laughs> so when they, when, uh, what's her name? The, the wicked stepmother. What was her? Rosemary. Rosemary. Her hers was pretty pretty bananas, you know? They're like sawing off her hands, her ankles. Oh yeah. Crazy. See, I hear what you're saying. I don't I think it's cheesy, but I also think that they fully commit to getting violent with these dolls. You'll see this in other movies where they don't really Oh yeah, like even with, not with Bucky Bailey when you realize they've like her teeth have been bashed out and stuff, you're like, this is fucked up. This is brutal what they're doing to these people. Right. And they... This ain't gremlins. They they go full... uh, Rary... Oh, God. I can't say his name. Harry... (laughs) Harryhausen? Ray Ray Harryhausen? Why can't I... I don't know. I haven't had enough coffee today. Mm -hmm. But getting a stop-motion animation with these killer dolls. They have evil faces. They have knives. They've come to kill you. And I believe it. Also, what I love about this movie, it is chock full of Dolly Side-Eye. Oh yeah. yeah. 
These dolls. Oh, but I love. I saw, they, I they love walk, the faces. They, talk, they kill. They throw killer side eye. Silently comment on everything that, was, that you do. That was what saved it for me. Is they did a really good job with all that. The animation, right? The dolls. They they looked good. It was yeah. I just remember most doll movies before Chucky were never really to me terrifying. They were all no kind of fun. Even if there was yeah scary. right yeah this one like is, the the doll attack in Barbarella. Has that mm. terrible, just chomping teeth? Mm. Yeah, like that's just how menacing they usually get. This movie is like full on. We'll have latex faces, and we're gonna get mean and angry. I mean the, the and, we, and we've the got fangs under our faces, by the way. <laughs> the Karen Black Zuni doll was terrifying, but sure, if you just true, looked at the true. doll, he was ridiculous. You know, they had yeah. someone <laughs> shaking his hair, but these dolls actually looked legit. So I do give him that. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, but before we even get into the house, when the evil stepmother throws her teddy bear in the forest and the daughter Justice imagines. For Justice for Teddy. Justice for Teddy. Leave that thing here. Teddy and I go everywhere together. We're best friends. Come on. Not this time, Tootsie. You'll travel faster, so. Uh, it reminded me of one of Lee Howard's Quiet Room Bears, where it looks all cute and cuddly uh-huh. and then rips off a vicious animal face. Yeah. That, and then also the Bjork music video for Human Nature, mm-hmm. where she befriends a sure. tiny terror. Sure. I'm like, oh, I love this. Mm. But it, it also reminds me, like, when I was a child watching a lot of horror movies, I had that Stockholm Syndrome of, like, if I befriended the murderer they wouldn't attack me they would protect me and in this situation you kind of get that logic where she's throwing her teddy bear in the woods and then imagining that it kills her parents (laughs) because that's what she wants Mm -hmm. and that's what she needs I loved that scene. I kind of wanted more of that stuff. And it, yeah. and it felt really disjointed to me. Like, wait, so now we've got this surreal imagination popping up and it never happens again. Yeah. Granted, yeah. she's in a house where it's happening for her. But it just felt like they threw that on later. I don't know. No, but it, it does, script-wise, it does justify her parents being absolute assholes to her in the sense that she's always living in this fantasy world of witches and goblins and terrible things. So we're kind of seeing what they're reacting to. I think we're still team Judy. Had they had a better Judy, it would have, you could have just had her, (laughs) she could have on screen been hating her parents and then lightened up as they got to the house. Like you didn't need all that. You just need a better actor. Sorry, Judy. (laughs) <laughs> I'll fight you on this one. I think Judy's perfect for this. I think she's perfect okay. for this. She does exactly what she right, does. Right. I mean, because if you then it's another movie. If you, all of a sudden you've got this tough ass kid, not tough, fantasizing right. about just killing killing her parents. Kid. She's not a kid anymore. Right. It's not a it's not a Home Alone movie. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I don't know, but okay. Judy's Judy <laughs> Judy stayed. So what do I know? I want to talk about Gabriel for a bit. There are moments that Gabriel have that actually like. This time around, like I had this visceral child reaction to, like like lines that don't really make sense logically. Like okay. the, the line that keeps coming back is the longest night in the world. 
like one long night. Exactly, my dear. The longest night in the world. Yeah. Right. Which apparently he does every night. So, which is it? <laughs> every night's the longest night in the world here. It always mm-hmm. is. It always is. I, but there's something about that line. Even just when I said it, I choked up a little bit. There's something about that line that just gets me, like, as a kid. Like, I understand that. Like, logically, does it make sense? Like, I'm not talking about, like, um, you know, the winter solstice. That's the longest night in the world. Like, this is the night that's never going to end until it ha- until until it's over. It's over when we say it's over. It's out of your control. And it just, <laughs> it, 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 it scares me. I mean, to me, I heard the line and I was like, why is nobody but the little girl responding to this? You know, like I, if I was in some stranger's house and he started blabbing that, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Because she speaks his language. Me? She gets it. I got yeah. it. As soon as she said, she said it, I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Where could she go? It's raining. <sighs> they don't have a car. There's mud. Yeah, but the adults are like <laughs> already on guard. Like, is this guy a pervert or whatever? Like, if he's talking about like, you're never going to leave my house, I might ask him, why did you say that? <laughs> but again, like you said, it's from a kid's perspective. So, no. right. Fine. This isn't a fairy tale, Roman. This is real. <laughs> real. This isn't a fairy tale. This is real. Which I love. I love that moment. Because in every horror movie, you can't believe the ridiculous thing off the bat. But the fact that she has blood on her slippers lets him, lets Ralph know that like something fucked up is happening. So I'm going to go investigate. The fact that it's a good way to keep the plot going. And the fact that they're this the, the sick humor is that there's not just blood on her slippers, but the the fluffiest, happiest bunny slippers. See, I love that. Bloody bunny I mean, slippers. I, really twi- that it's really know, twisted. It's really I twisted. I love that like, they didn't spend so much time in the disbelief that he saw it and he's like, oh, wait, she's right. Let's go. Like, cause that's There's something the going on. Yeah. That drives me crazy is when they have to spend so much time going, but you got to believe me. Like, Nightmare 5, half the movie is one girl saying, please believe me. Like, Right. You're like, this is the fifth movie in the series. Like, we all know what's going on. Yeah. And we all apparently were friends with your friends that died in the last movie, even though we never talk about them. But, but, you know, we clearly know what happened to you, but we're going to act like nothing's happening anyway. Yeah. 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 We're the same graduating class. Uh So Judy Um, progressed the story quickly, which was good. Ralph helped out. I also have to recommend, thank you for choosing a movie that is under 80 minutes. Oh, it's it's that's it's, my preferred. It's a nice, movie. tight little movie. It is. There's no real fat on this either, which is nice. No, no. We get in. We know exactly what we're in for, and it delivers. And the characters are two dimensional as they need to be because it's a fairy tale, and you get exactly what you need out of them. And I love it. It's good. And it, it had a ridiculously beautiful set. Like the house, the yeah. house itself was outstanding for what I think the budget was. You know? Absolutely, I love the fact that the, the geography of the house doesn't make sense. Like I'm like I no point I'm like yeah. I have no idea where we are in this house and that's how it should be. We should be as lost as everybody else is in this house, right. and it works. I I I am a sucker for any horror movie that gives me a main character walking through a empty corridor with just a candelabra that for some reason goes out, relights itself, goes out again, relights itself multiple times, and we don't find this odd at all. Right, that's peculiar. <laughs> It, yeah, I'm a sucker for any haunted house type setting. And so as I'm watching this, I'm like, actually, it does look. Why is it in my memory this movie is trash when it looks really good? Yes, Better yes. than it had any right to be. Because I feel like 
Yeah. The Puppet Master movies came out and became so ubiquitous. There's a thousand sequels in the shelves and you just kind of conflate the two. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't help that our Gabriel went on to play the Puppet Master himself yeah. in those flashback uh, movies. So my friend, my best friend at the time and I would have sleepovers and always watch Puppet Master. There was only like a couple of you know, 89. I still have never seen one. We were watching them as they came out. And I You're think not by the much. time the third one came out, we were done. But yeah, we, we, we got loved it. those mm-hmm. movies because those dolls were more boyish, you know, blades and fists. Right, and stuff. right. And so it was, you know, it was exciting. Leeches. There's more of a threat of <laughs> violence whereas the other dolls. The dolls in this movie, I have to give credit because they look all angelic and Victorian. But then when they start killing, out come the knives. Sudden, they're like pulling out blades from under the little frilly pedicles. They're hacking off ankles. <laughs> they're shooting each other. So here's the it. thing. You have, you have Rosemary, who's getting the most right. uh, satisfying attack of the whole movie. Right. Because we hate her as an audience. We We're lo- ready for we her love to, to hate her. Yes, we love and hate but her. Then yeah. They had all these opportunities for the dolls to go in for the kill, and she jumps out a window? Right. This is the most aggravating part for me because the f- physics of her jump didn't make any looks sense. like she's about to stomp on the dolls, and instead she flies out of a window. Yeah, like which... 10 feet further, she would turn exactly. into like the greatest American hero. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Why they did <laughs> that turban? That turban. Well, she wasn't wearing the turban. <laughs> she she, she, no, no. she, she misjudged her aerodynamics because she wasn't wearing her turban. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. She calibrated she was for the turban. Little, get rid of <laughs> she she has Linda Belcher glasses as well and never wears them. So <laughs> see, maybe she couldn't see where she was jumping. That was one of the things. Again, I justified it like. There's something about this this movie too. It tells the story the way kids tell stories. And then this happened, and then this happened, and then then, then she jumped him, and then oh, she went out the window instead. It doesn't make sense. It's the way kids tell stories. I do. Beyond the uh, first kill, this is my second memory of the dolls underneath the covers just scurrying away, and she doesn't notice that she's being you know sawed up underneath. Well, all that musky wine. I don't know. I don't know. Musty wine. The musky wine. This wine tastes um, musty like this house. I'm like, you've been tasting the house, girl? You a sick bitch. Sick <laughs> right. The really disturbing thing is after, now she's dead, but suddenly her corpse is back in bed with a little sheet over it. Uh-huh. And she the husband comes yeah. to like try to have sex with a dead corpse. And we just see like blood spilling out of where her mouth would be uh-huh. in, in the bed. And I find this to be highly disturbing. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's not let this place spoil our whole vacation, okay? Will mommy kiss daddy and make it all better? Please, mommy, don't punish daddy. Come on, give him a big wet one. Very much uh, like Pet Cemetery. in the end when she comes back. Like it just, it also in The Conjuring when she's underneath the yeah. house in the basement. Yeah. She's got the sheet over her head. She's spitting out blood from her mouth. Yeah. This is the most terrifying for me. Um, and then the, you get the great reveal behind the sheet and half her uh, face is gone. hanging out. And <laughs> good stuff. I mean, the gore like, in this movie is really good. like 1,500 dolls in the house. They could have carried the body up to the back. Sure. Right. Sure. right. And I had no problem, no problem justifying. Yeah. It was the jumping out of the window that I was like, not only does it not look good, but why? 
why didn't she just jump the other way? If she could jump that far, just jump over the single row of dolls on the other side. I know, and it's for right. such a it's not she's not being pushed, she's jumping. It doesn't make sense. And for such a bitch character, you want a spectacular death. And we yeah. don't quite get right. it. Right. That, that was the letdown for me. All the other people and you know, this the reversal of the, the two punk girls, I really wanted my hero Bunty Billy to live longer and kick ass. But other than that, I want to talk about Enid's death because this is the one that gets me in the way that it works and it doesn't work. Because, you know, she's fighting, she finds um, uh, Bunty Bailey's doll corpse thing and there's the thing with the eyes and it's terrifying and she starts setting little dolls on fire. She figures out what's going on. She takes off that boy toy belt and she's whipping everybody. Yeah. (laughs) She winds up in front of that firing line. Wait, wait, before you get to that, did you notice when the, the cowboy doll was taunting her? He looks very faggy. A lot of them do. Like there's that little. <laughs> and at one point, he like does a full on RuPaul pose. There's a little oh, sailor boy one that's, that's given like hand on that, hip. Realness. If I was a doll in the house, I would be her. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's the thing. <laughs> Sassat over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she winds up in front of this firing line of little soldier dolls, and for some reason, she stops fighting. Well, we're in slow motion. We're stunned. No, but she like, stops. Oh, slow motion. She, she stops, and they start. They start playing the drums, and she's just standing there the whole time. But I'm going, the whole time I watch them going. This is such an absurd way to die. Could you imagine? This is how you die. These little things are going to shoot these little bullets. They can't possibly be strong enough to rip holes in my body. But oh look, they did. Okay, soldier boys, come and get it. Almost nice character, and this is the character that this is something I I love and I hate in movies because I find it awful. It's such an intimate moment that like they, they, they shouldn't share it in a movie. When you get a nice close up of the light going out in somebody's eyes as they die, I'm like, oh god, this is awful. This is yeah. awful. And this was the nice character, the nicest of the, the awful she people. She was not nice. Of the awful she ones, she was guilty by association. Of the awful like, people, she was the least bad of them. She would. That's what I'm saying. She should have gone first because it would have made you hate the other girl more, and it would have given more of a sense of these people. These are. It's a threat. You know. You know what this, right. the the right. person was like. Her jewelry is too loud. She got to go. She got to go now. Yeah. She got to go. She did now. have loud jewelry, which I was like, <laughs> that's kind of cool that they kept this in. Good for that because it's hard to edit that. But it is very. When, <laughs> but my thing is like, is it worth it? They kind of had a good momentum with her as she was, you know fleeing the scene and killing the dolls and then they just had her stop like she should have just run straight into crossfire because then you would have been like wow damn and then you could linger on these little soldiers all high-fiving each other but when you edit like that it makes me feel like you don't know what you're doing and you don't respect your audience at all because you've killed the moment and you question (laughs) wow what what are they doing why would she do that 
now I'm out of the scene. So sorry. <laughs> oh, now you're out of the movie. Now you're out of- <laughs> well, because no, I was into it for a minute when she finds her friend and her friend's like, go back. And you know, she's, really, Oh, I love she's that. She yeah. actually was starting to be like the final girl in a way where she was like, I'm going to get the hell out of here and I'm going to change right. who I am to survive. And then she does the dumbest thing of all. She ends up being back to the, the airhead she was. Just stops. She just stops fighting. Yeah. It's Which like, weird. What, what are you doing? What's going on, guys? Right, right. <laughs> well, Why? horror movies need a body count. And in order and to, to keep on. it going, you've got, so this is where your territory comes in, the logic breakdown. Like, would this character do right. this? Why? Like, right. So that that was that was kind of a was kind of a letdown, but she was kicking ass up until that point. So yeah, yeah. She I liked yeah. her blush. She I liked her blush. <laughs> it's not paint. It's supposed to look like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. There's a bathroom next door if you want to take that paint off your face. The rain has streaked it. It ain't paint. It's makeup. And it's not straight. It's supposed to look like this. It is. Well, don't mind me. I'm afraid I'm not aware of what's current and what isn't. Oh, I'm not acquainted so. with the latest trends of fashion out here in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and I do have to Wait. say the. So then, after this, we've only got one one death scene left, which is the dad, David. Which um, is, I think, the least the least satisfying. I'm watching this going, is this supposed to be like a Freddy's Revenge type of thing, you know, but done poorly? Mm. It was it was really I'm watching How it. do you mean? Please I don't see where you where you are. Yeah. When they they have the de- suddenly the the puppet is like morphing into him and coming out yeah. of him. You're seeing it growing through his body and yeah. it's taking over. Okay. This yeah. is before he shrinks down to a little puppet. You're seeing yeah. his body being taken over. And if there's one oh, right. shot where you see it coming through his back. And I thought, this is supposed to be terrifying. But I'm like, is this like that Mac the Night McDonald's commercial come to life? I can't That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's like, Aww. this isn't scary. At least Freddy's Revenge, with all of its like you know uh, rough assembly, was scary. This just looks like Gumby, you know? So, right, right. That kind but, of yeah, the silly putty man. That is what the doll looks like <laughs> traditionally. That is what, but but it's what Punch looks like. So he does look like Mac today. Right, right. Fair, but <laughs> it was like it just wasn't. Okay. Just didn't do much. Didn't do much. And you right. know what's funny is I wanted it to do more because as the movie progresses, I realized I don't hate Rosemary that much. I hate him the most. He's the Thank worst. You. He is the worst. Right. What's and it? it's interesting that uh, the death right before is much more of a final girl move. So to save the dad as the final kill is so anticlimactic. I feel like I've already peaked getting this uh, orgy of puppet murderers. And now you just give me one on one. And I'm like, this is not as exciting as you think it should be. Yeah. Um, but it does tie up the mythology of how these dolls got here, why they're evil, why mm-hmm. they're magic. Mm-hmm. I understand that we have to end this way, mm-hmm. but it's not satisfying. Yeah. And that, that he belongs to the kid now in a different yeah, kind right. of way. Yeah. So 
Also, I thought it was interesting that normally in the fairy tale rules is like you have the evil stepmother and everything is the evil stepmother's fault. And the, the, the father is always this mousy person who's just too timid. To, he's just he's worse than any of them because he chose this. He, he picked Rosemary. He, he married Rosemary. Rosemary was always this based on what we see. So she was always going to be this. And David decided, yes, this is who I'm going to marry. This is who I want to be now. Terrible. Yeah, he's the worst. Right. Which I think is great. She actually is great. kind of, there was like this weird understanding when she's like, he can't swap you, but I can. I and can. And then the, the girl, I was like, okay, you know what? She's like, uh, she hates her. She's established an, a, a, a legit boundary between the two. But the dad starts off seeming like he likes the daughter at the beginning of the movie. And then he sort of quickly seems like he's just mousy and will do anything for the wife. Then he gets drunk and he's like, get the fuck out of here, you annoying little kid. Who, who yeah. is he? What is he? Right. Well, now he's a moon puppet. So He's a moon puppet. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting that, you know, Ralph get, has an opportunity to start fighting off the toys and they start attacking him. But it's the love of Judy that gets the toys to stop because she fully believes in them. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I didn't even take it that way. I said, they have to listen to her because she's a kid. Like, like ultimately, the, they, the, when she says stop, bad dollies, they, they, they're actually hurt by that. They're like, what? Was? What? We're us? Oh. <laughs> she upsets right. the dollies like, by calling here, them bad we're here dollies. We're to protect you. And if you don't yeah. believe us, I guess we'll. We're bad dollies. We'll oh, stop. no. We've done, we're done, we've done it all yeah. wrong. Shit. Shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, if I have this but much he, to say about a movie, it hurt. can't be terrible. But it, it definitely, I just kind of <laughs> wish it was a little bit more adult focused because it would have been uh exciting but it but it it does it doesn't hold back on the gore or the violence i think it does in a way that other movies about killer dolls kind of hold back i find this to be extremely more violent than most of films of this I always found this weird about movies of this particular era where you had R-rated movies coming out that were about kids. Right. Kids were the center, like Lost Boys and things like that. They were they were they were targeted at at an audience that wasn't old enough to get in to see the movie. Which I always thought was a weird imbalance. And this one kind of I doesn't bother me because it's it's not about her. She's not the star of it. I mean she is, but she's not. You know what I mean? She's not We're not, we're not, there's no kid out there wishing that they're Judy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting period of time. And because I never liked them, those movies. I'm like, why? Because why, why? I, I was, I was being, I was 19. I'm like, I'm old enough to go see this movie. Why do I want to watch a movie about some 12 year old? How awesome it is to be 12. I'm past 12. I'm 19. Huh. Right. Right. This dark, I don't this need no fancy seven. wheelchair to be cool, Corey, Corey Haim. <laughs> Well, the the well, so like there's those Halloween sequels four and five where they it, the main kid was a little girl, but they tortured the hell out of her, right? Yeah, and it almost feels wrong, but it makes yeah, it's that was the only thing that saved those two movies. It ups the stakes because it's a kid, and but that's at the what same I feel like this it, movie is missing is like not. 
I understand there's there's a good camaraderie between the dolls and this girl, but it forces us as the viewer to be on that level. And that's just not scary to me. If you want to make this like a kind of dark kids horror movie, I'm all about that. But this just to me right. felt like, well, is it that? Is this for adults? Is this supposed to make me scream or laugh? I'm not sure. And I would say this is peak sleepover cinema. Exactly. This is four kids watching at a sleepover. I don't know. I think they just were, were like, let's just make something. Yeah, yeah. It's for your people who don't super or super into horror either. This is kind of horror light stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a gateway horror film. Yeah. If you're like, oh, that was kind of fun. I want to watch more like that. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good place to start. If you were to remake this movie, what would you change? Where do I start? Um, where yeah, where do you start? First of all, the nip slip would be both nips, not just one. I want both nips <laughs> right, <laughs> torn right. off. <laughs> I think I would. For me, obviously, I would I would develop I would swap those characters, and I would have the cool girl kick ass more, so that she can have a bloodier, violent death. I'll just get shot by right, you. Right. Um, and I, I, I would I would include a scene where the dolls are trying to convince Judy to stay forever and play with her forever and be kind of like taking her over as well. In this iteration of the film, it sounds like or it feels like they are there to protect her, and I want it to be a little bit more sinister. Also, a body horror payoff for that moon scene at the end, the moon puppet. If that had been more horrifying, like he was in a lot of agony and pain, or whatever, you're just seeing something crazy, then I would have thought, you know what? They got me. They, I was not expecting that. I thought that last fight scene was really cool where you're like kind of on the side of the person, but you know they got to go. And then a payoff that's just grotesque. Because at this <laughs> point, you've never seen anything like how they're made, how it's done. There's, I love, right. I will say I love the fact that they don't go into this whole how it came to be. I don't ever want to right. know that stuff. No, I don't need no, to no, know. No, no, no. That's, that's that fairy tale stuff. You don't need to know. Just trust the kid logic. It just is. They're magic. That's right. That's where and I it, get it, kid logic. Where I like it. It tells you everything you need to know with with the dolls being broken and seeing their internal skeletons and organs. You see, you see the witch do her magic and shrink the guy. And then as they leave and the sunset, another car gets stuck in the exact same spot. This happens every day. I don't need to know any more than that. No, they have thousands of dolls. They've been doing this forever. They're doing this forever. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I definitely would have changed. I would have changed the styling of Rosemary. Yeah. No woven hat, no no twisty hat. She, proper she turban. Give that woman a proper like, turban. She looks like somebody you want to hate in a witchy way, but she could have had a more glamorous look to fit who she was supposed to be. You know what I mean? I thought right. I don't care. I thought she was great. The whole character was fun. Like every you line out of her mouth. Is just unrepentant. I know, I know, I know. And she's serving it. She's serving it. Yeah. Initially, that's what when on the rewatch, she's what initially hooked me. I'm like, this girl's fabulous. Every line out of her right? mouth is just unrepentant cunt, and I do love that. The, her act—it's not her fault, but the acting, the character reminded me of that mother from Sleepaway Camp. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I know everybody aunt, loves. Aunt. I'm, I'm not a fan. What was her name? <laughs> her. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. uh, you could have the whole um, bag. 
<laughs> Did we talk about the like neatly tied up in a bow ending? I, uh, <laughs> Where's my daddy? Well, I hate to have to be the one to tell you this, my dear, but your daddy has gone on without you. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Adults seldom do. Your father left a note. Allow me, my dear. Dear Judy, forgive me. I never was a good father, I know. Rosemary and I are leaving you here with the hope that you will have a much happier life living with your mother without us. We are moving to another country and changing our names. We are leaving you enough money for a plane ticket back to Boston. Love, your father. Be back ever. I'm afraid not, my dear. There, there, there. Some people just aren't cut out to be daddies. He thought that the best, the grandest thing he could do for you was to allow you to grow up in a household of love with your mummy. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love the fact that he's neatly tied up in the bow and they address the fact that it's stupidly tied up in a bow. What about the two girls? My hitchhikers. Ah, uh, yes. P.S. P.S. Uh, I'm taking the two hitchhikers with me. Let me... Right, right. Oh, your your father and your stepmother wrote us a letter. Oh, and is it a P.S.? They took we took those girls with us. Yeah. Yeah. They're gone. <laughs> Whoops! The letter fell on the fire. Whoops! Sorry. Oh, not again. No, and I do love that moment at the ending too, where where he's like, "By the way, Ralph, we've grown quite fond of you." You know, you don't have to go if you don't want to. We've grown quite fond of you. A child and a child at heart. You can stay here and play with our toys for as long as you like. For as long as there are toys to play with. Gee, thanks, but my mom would be worried. Is it okay if we come back and visit you next summer vacation? Of course, darling. It will be our pleasure. You can stay yeah, with right. us forever and play with toys for oh, as long as you, you want. We saw you from across the bar and we really love your energy. Do you <laughs> want to stay and play with some dolls? <laughs> play with our toys. You do like to play with toys, don't you? We love to play with toys. We'd love to show you how we, we play with toys. We have a new feature. Oh, we have hairy chested dolls. <laughs> we got those ones that we could control from our cell phone across the world. Yeah, teledildonics. That's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but I love they said oh, all the last time. I love that Judy's response was, "Oh, I love to, but my mom would be worried." Right. I love that. Right. Perfect kid answer. <laughs> but I feel like she saves herself by offering Teddy in her place. Yeah, yeah. Justice for Teddy. Teddy gets a new home. Yay, Teddy. Yay, Teddy. Mr. Gabriel, I think I think Teddy would like to hear with all the other dolls. We'll treat mm. him like one of our own, which means what? <laughs> we'll st- yeah. we'll stuff you with stuff you with a mini mummy, <laughs> right? And give, right. give you a tiny axe. Um, <laughs> moment of the family. I also just love um, when you get you don't see a lot of it, but when you look really closely at the special effects of the little mini things, when you see the 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 porcelain start to crack open and see what's underneath, there's some hideous stuff going on in those special effects that you can barely oh, yeah. see, but the minutia on the detail is fantastic on all those little mini mummies. They're great. They're hideous. I did notice they it's were a lot really, of fun. really good. They did an exceptionally good job. Like, I don't think it gets the credit for that at all. You know, um, it because it was, it seems like a lowbrow production. Right. It does. Right. I the the fight scene with Punch at the very end, I think, is 
the cheapest of it all. You can clearly see the moments where it becomes a marionette. Yeah. And yeah. it just kind of hops yeah. here and there. And I'm like, that's why I feel like the opening is so more, so much more effective because you don't see the dolls moving. Yeah. It's implied. It's off screen. It's very psycho in that way. Yeah. You're not seeing what's really happening. Therefore, it is scarier. If you, if I had seen the dolls carrying Rosemary back up into the bed, I would have completely disregarded this, the rest of the movie. Especially like, the cowboy one doing it really gay. Mm, oh, yeah. she's so heavy. Oh, girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, the other thing, there was one other thing that kind of irked me, and it's it's the guy, the actor who played David the dad. Mm. I've never really right. cared for him. He, what did he do to you? So he just always has like the same look on his face, which is like, are you about to cry? I don't understand. Like you seem like you're in a, he always gets cast in the, so he played the father who was a cop in the first Freddy's nightmares. Who's mm. supposed to be the, top okay. he always plays these roles that are supposed to be stern, but he always looks, weak. he always looks like he's going to cry. But for some reason, because he was, he had this like kind of eighties look. They cast him in just everything. And I can't think of a single time where it worked. So that's kind of also how I start the movie is going this guy again. Oh, oh her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to cry. Sorry. <laughs> that's why he's so angry. Cause he just can't cry. He can't I let it out. That's right. why he's so mean all the time. Meanwhile, he can't cry. He probably can't poop either. He can't poop. It's, you know, uh, Ralph, has like the most impressive IMDb list. I don't know. If I know. Looked. I know. He was in I everything know. from the Golden Girls to Duke the Love Boat. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Good for Ralph. In the eighties, did he He's, did he make it out of the eighties? Yeah, all the way today. all the two thousand tens. Awesome. Yeah, two thousand tens. He passed away in two thousand ten. But oh, yeah, he, he worked died? all the way through. Know. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's really? gone. That glorious chest hair. We'll never see it again. I looked him up a while ago after that first time I watched it. And I was like, because I wanted to see what he was doing. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh geez, he's so, he's so sweet part. in this. He's so sweet. I love him. I just, he's a big hugger. Right. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I love that everybody brought pajamas, robes, and slippers on this vacation. <laughs> Everybody's like fully decked right. out for right. nightwear. No, nobody, nobody's. Uh, Wait, do you not do that? No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm on a trip now. I have pajamas, robes, and slippers. I, I literally have a second bag for just both. Oh, <laughs> she's always prepared. Always prepared. <laughs> I mean, right. I float like the Grim Reaper in the morning, so I need to have the right. Okay, I guess a that's true not normal. Dementor. Yeah, that's when that's when the bloody bunny slippers come in handy for the for the goth in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they're pink. They're pink. Uh, Satan goat slippers. I have, I have a, I have a cute side to me too. Oh, adorable! I think we've done dolls. <laughs> it, there's not yeah. much to it, but on the surface, it's a tight, eighty-minute funhouse of tiny terror. Well said. Charles, so wait, one other thing. Charles Band did all the music, right? No. What did he no, do? No, it was in, there was another name on that. There was there was it was, it was he one of the band like. There's the Richard Band, I think, produced the music, and then some other person wrote the music. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The guy's name is Fuzby Morse. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. If there was a connection to the Puppet Masters that came out a couple years later, because I know that they were involved with that. But I'm sure this was anyway. the springboard for Puppet Master. 
Right, right. So. This definitely seems like, oh, let's make a, seg- a series out of this. I just want to throw some credit for Stuart Gordon because this movie was following up Reanimator and From Beyond. That did to go in such a to swing in such a completely different direction for a follow-up film. Right. Is also probably why different it's not audience. loved as much. It doesn't get the credit that it does. Be like, eh, it wasn't. It wasn't Reanimator. Eh, it wasn't. Right. From beyond, it's it was, for kids. Yeah. It's for kids. And I was a kid when I saw it. It was a actually. And you were traumatized. Was past, I was traumatized, but it was also like second tier trauma. Okay. Because my older sister was traumatized by this movie mm. from my oldest sister. And it was like a thing that was passed down, down. Like, you think you're ready for something scary. I have the scariest movie that you're going to love. And then once it did scare me, it was like, you better do what I say or I'm going to throw a doll at you from the top of the stairs when you're coming up from the basement. So you feel like you're going to get murdered. I do love your That's the kind of house that I grew up in. I, I feel you there. That was my house, too. That was my house, too. Well done. All right. So, gentlemen. So, okay. So, Scream Queen. A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's happened. What's going on with you guys now? What's happening now? We what? are getting ready for world domination. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. You know, just like everyone else, you know, we've had to hibernate and be, uh, you know, try and like skirt the whole COVID thing. And it's, of course. It definitely, it definitely made us change plans a bit. But we have, we are delving into a lot of what we've been talking about, we're going to put it to the test, you know? Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, it just, it finally, just, we, we have, really, we have I really new stories specific, we but tell. yeah, we have, we have new things that we're working on. We have stuff we've been developing and we can't really, you know, we've had to shift gears because all of a sudden it's like, okay, well now production's gone. You know, I, I just recently had production of, on set get canceled in the middle because half the people had COVID. So it's kind of hard to say at the moment, but Tyler and I are hard at work coming up with our, uh, we're trying to merge our aesthetics. Right. Everything that we love, stealing from all of our favorites and then bringing in our own personal stories, our own histories into the things we want to make next. Yeah. And not all bloody. No, no. Some, some of them are quite erotic and stupid. What? (laughs) I think that's going to be on you'll your laugh, your you'll cry. <laughs> you'll be <laughs> you'll pre-moisten. It's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Such mm-hmm. a film. Such a film. All right. Well, that's what I want to hear. I'd like to hear that even during these downtimes that the wheels are still spinning. Oh, they're spinning. Oh, girl. Yeah. They're the, burning rubber. That's not all that's spinning from what I can see, girl. These videos look at me <laughs> all, all. All right. So thank you very much. Where can people find out more about you and what's going on in your lives and in your careers and your upcoming films? You can find me at typicalfilms.com. You can follow my daily exploits of stupidity and homosexuality on TikTok at Tyler Kinesis. That's while cute. I'm still there before they ban me again. That's cute. I'm not on TikTok. I'm on Instagram as Dracula Spectacular. And you can okay. find me all over the place, Facebook. But we still are doing a lot of posting for Scream Queen by Nightmare. Are we allowed to announce the news of Scream Queen? Or do we have to keep that under wraps? Um, I don't know what news this is. Yes, you do. (laughs) Then tell me. (laughs) Oh, we're uh, releasing a Blu-ray. Oh. In America. Oh, yay. Which uh, has only been available in Brazil, but now a new edition is coming very soon. 
you know what? And that 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 that, that Brazil copy is great, but it's got no pubic oh. hair. It's all weird. Never mind. What? Yeah. <laughs> cut that out then. <laughs> you, uh, we have to cut out that news because I'm not allowed to say that yet. No, okay, I don't. Never mind. I don't know. Wow, just what incredible been... news that I can't tell you about. I'll just be like one three minute bleep. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it was my... too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. Maybe you could say it. I just don't know. They haven't. We don't know any details yet. Right. No. I don't want to rock no boats. No, so no, 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 no. We don't. We, no, 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 no. Then I, I will just bleep it out and just say things are in the works about a Blu-ray and not no more possible Blu-ray in the future, maybe. Whatever. There is a Blu-ray available only in Brazil. So why don't you get yourself no. on a plane? Pause. Jump on down. <laughs> we are going to have, we are going to bring Scream Queen to the U.S. because the Brazil package that we came out with, the box set with all that cool items has been such a hit that they want to bring it over here because right now it's really difficult to get mail from Brazil. It's just a nightmare over there. So we have something and it's coming out. We don't have the exact date yet, but they wanted to do something special for us at Vinegar Syndrome. So get hmm. Okay. No, no, I don't think we can use any of that. I can't yes, use any of that. Yes, we can it's use great... all of those things. Ah! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be okay. If okay. the president of Marvel Entertainment calls time, you tomorrow. Time, 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 time. This is going to be at least two weeks before this comes out. Please get me an answer one way or another whether I can use any of this or not. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to cut it all. Ding, ding. Patrick from the future here. See, it's a good thing that it's been over two months since I recorded this episode because the special edition Blu-ray of Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street is now available for pre-order from Vinegar Syndrome. So go over there and snag that bitch. Ooh. Thank okay. you very much, Tyler. Thank you very much, Roman. Thank you for joining me on this Saturday afternoon. Roman, I'm glad you're okay that you haven't burst into flames or turned into Holly Hobby, even though that would have been fabulous. Continue to stay safe, stay cool, stay awesome, and stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Stay healthy, wealthy, and delicious. Mm. Mm. And wear a better turban. Super fun. Thank you so much, Tyler and Roman, for hanging out and talking to me. I really enjoyed it. Be sure to follow them on Instagram because they are very colorful characters. And and definitely pick up your copy of that Blu-ray of Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, the documentary about Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Get your pre-order in now. I feel so good to get this show out of my system. I've been carrying it around for so long like a baby. In no way whatsoever. What is he talking about? I don't know. Yes, I do. I just remembered. I forgot to say congratulations to Dan and Kristen, Kristen and Dan from Me Killing Your Darlings podcast. I thought they pod faded. I thought they died. I thought they broke up because they just disappeared off of social media media and weren't answering my calls. No, they didn't die. No, they didn't break up. No, they didn't pod fade. They had a baby. Yay! They had a beautiful baby girl named Signet, and she's gorgeous, and I love her, and I want to eat her. I'm a just busted with joy for the three of you, but I'm really sad for myself because, yeah, you guys had a baby, but that also means I'm never going to see you again. We're never going to hang out, and you're never going to be on the show again, but hooray! Way to make it all about me. Now, I know everything is really horrible in the world right now, and I don't want to talk about any of it. I don't want to think about most of it. There's just so much of it, it's overwhelming. But one thing I really have to get off my chest is this Florida Don't Say Gay Bill. If you don't know what it is, look it up. I don't even want to talk about it itself so much. What's worrying me about it? 
I'm seeing a lot of queer people posting these memes that I think are in the best intention. Like, oh, you can't make gay go away. They're going to be fine. We're sending them light and love and rainbows. And that's all great and everything. But if you've been listening for a long time, you know me. You know the work that I did and continue to do for New Alternatives. That's an organization that helps LGBT homeless kids get off the street for life. So I know damn well that among the teen homeless population, 40% of them identify as LGBT as it is. Over 40% now, actually. And that's way too many. I mean, it's almost half. That bill is going to make it a million times worse. If you can't come out to a safe person without being reported back to your parents, most of those kids who get kicked out get kicked out by their parents the day they come out. And this bill is going to make it so much worse. And it, I so just sitting around and throwing rainbows at it isn't going to make it go away. So my Florida listeners, please contact your representatives. Send them a text. Use ResistBot. ResistBot is a really easy app to use. You can go into Twitter or on Facebook and just type ResistBot, and you can text all of your representatives in the state. For those of us outside the state, I'm not sure what else we can do. I mean, I live in New York, so I know I'm not going – it's not going to happen here, but I'm also worried about this getting copied in other states. So you know what? To help ensure that this goes away and doesn't spread, use ResistBot. It's free. Send your representative a message. Say how much you're appalled by this bill and that you do not want it in your state. That it's going to harm kids. The link for that is down there in the show notes. And now that I got myself all fired up, there's no way to segue out of this in a normal way. But I just want to let you know, what are some fun things? Now that I've dragged down the moon, what are some fun things that are coming up at Scream Queen's headquarters? Well, on March 19th, I'm going to be sitting in with the Groovy Doom Boys again. They live stream every Saturday night. They do a double feature. And we're going to be watching together and talking about One Dark Night and Cruise Hints of Terror. It's going to be live streamed on Facebook and on their YouTube page. So go find them on Facebook. They're tons of fun to follow. And they're going to be on the show in April. But we'll come back to that later because we've got other things to talk about. Uh, coming up in the Scream Queens Drive-In, this Sunday night, the 13th, we're going to be watching the 1978 film Time After Time, which has H.G. Wells traveling through time trying to catch Jack the Ripper in 1970s San Francisco. It's tons of fun. I talked about it on the show a long time ago. Malcolm McDowell, David Warner, Mary Steenburgen, baby Corey Feldman. It's a fun movie. On the 20th, we're going to be watching Dolls. Dolls is available on Tubi right now if you want to watch it on your own. Or you can hang out and watch with us. It's more fun that way. And on March 27th, we're going to be doing that fundraiser that I talked about ages ago in memoriam of Johnny Krug. Watching the movie Looker and raising funds to help Ukrainian pets that have been left at the border. But there'll be more on that next week. Every Sunday night, we're watching a movie at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all you got to do to join is go to www.screamqueens.com slash drive-in. The link is down there in the show notes. And also... There'll be links to all the trailers for the movies we're screening. So fun, 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 fun. And I'd be a horrible person if I didn't thank my partner in crime affiliate, Captivate FM, my podcast host. My goodness. When you got an episode like this where you have so much tweaking to do with it and like fixing sound and it has to sit around to edit and re-edit and the system crashes and you have to start all over again, the last thing I need is a podcast host that's difficult to work with. Captivate makes it so darn easy. Their help staff is fantastic. Their blog is incredible. I mean, I'm learning so much about an industry I've already been in for 12 years, and they make it easy. It's not difficult. They don't talk down to you, but they make they don't assume you know everything. I love them. They're fantastic. Try out Captivate FM for your fabulous podcast for free for seven days by going to www.screamqueens.com slash captivate because they are disco dancing, roller skating, booty shaking, oily pecked macho, macho, macho people.
be one of them. So next time on Scream Queens, we will be talking about the film The Selling, which is a horror comedy about a real estate agent trying to sell a very, 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 very haunted house. Very cute, very funny. It's available both on Tubi and on Amazon Prime, and I'll be joined by that beer trivecto, Christopher Gronlin from Not About Lumberjacks, and Michael Howie, he of the deep voice, from the fabulous state of Canada, and from the Fur Bearers podcast. Patrick, Canada's a country, not a state. Shut up, it's also a state of mind, baby. That's a lot of facial hair in one podcast, and it's all gonna be up in your ears. But Patrick, what's going on in your, in your life? Absolutely nothing, nothing goes on, nothing goes on here. Like, my life is Boots. Boots the cat. She's awesome, she's great, she's a bundle of energy still, I love her to pieces. We hang out all day. We play all day. We play Meezy Mouse all day. You know, you don't want to hear about it. There's not much to talk about. We were adorable and we're very, very happy. But Patrick, what does she look like? Well, she's a cute tuxedo, but you know, the easiest way to see what Boot looks like and see all the videos that I'm making of her that's driving everybody on my feet crazy, you should be following me on social media. But Patrick, how do I do that? I'm getting to that. Calm down. You can follow me on Facebook by going to Scream Queens with a Z. Facebook.com slash Scream Queens. That's me. And I'm back on Twitter. I'm using Twitter again. Everything's calmed down on Twitter, so I'm back on Twitter. So on Twitter, I'm at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you really love the show, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens. Unlock a whole bunch of bonus premium content for as little as $5 a month, and you'll be helping out the show and finding a new world of fun. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay, so until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a less creepy but more fabulous place. And how do you do that? Real easy. By following the Scream Queen's golden rule. Stay with me, kids. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Wash your fucking hands. Wear a fucking mask. Keep your fucking distance. Get the fucking shot if you can. And never forget for a second how much I love you. Hmm. Squeeze. <laughs> The music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.